Pokémon. tattoo that Jordan thought of that's perfect for me. It's beautiful. It's going to be like a person wearing like a sheet as a ghost and they're going to wear Doc Martens. Yeah, so all you're going to see is the sheet ghost they're and the cute. Doc Martens. Yeah. It's, 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 little do you know, because you don't see me, I wear Doc Martens every single day. Uh-huh. Regardless of the weather, I'm wearing Docs. So yeah. it's perfect. I'm going to cry. Boom. Tattoos. Cute. I'm that's excited. All. Okay, let's get into this fucking episode. Is this a real episode? This hey, is, what's up, guys? This is episode 49. <laughs> so, announcements. Patreon. No. Yes. Go to patreon.com, type in Anyways Has Your Sex Life, research it yourself. Yeah. We have to get through this fast. Boom. Next one. Yeah. Listener stories. This one's important. Yeah. We are looking this for like- a little lengthy. Like, I don't know, five or six more. Okay. We have about seven, eight. Yeah. 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 Um, we need did them- you see, Y'all, did y'all hear that? Uh, that is y'all's failure that is causing Chana and I stress. I am stressed yeah. about this. Y'all need to pick up your fucking selves- and write us a goddamn story. I'm looking at you, Dallas yeah. and Allie, because yeah. I know y'all have been wanting to send me stories, <laughs> but you haven't. So fuck you. I'm looking at you, random ass person driving your fucking car right now. Because I am fucking stressing. Because here's the deal. <laughs> if we don't have listener stories, we're going to have to make stuff up. Yeah. And that is stressful. Take a five minute extra long bathroom break and just write us a fucking text. Yeah. Okay? Like instead of looking at Reddit and memes for five minutes, yeah. send us ghost stories. Exactly. So we need them by November 1st. Seriously send them yes like last time we had like a fuckload of people sending them apparently that was anyone that was all the people that ever listened to us uh-huh. but no here's the deal we have more listeners than ever yeah. so send y'all us are not picking up the goddamn some other stories yeah. you can send it to us through our website Websites. which is ahyslpodcast.com through instagram yes. which is anyways has your sex life yes. through our fucking facebook or twitter which is ahyslpodcast get it send it send it send it next is our giveaway fifty dollar Amazon gift card giveaway? Yes. The winner will be announced on December first. If you rate us on Apple Podcasts, you get one entry. If you rate us and leave us a review, you get boom two entries. Again, if you rate us, that is the easier thing. It's just one, out of, you know, x out of five stars. If you get, if you do anything less than four, you can fuck you off. We're not going to put you in. Yeah. Um. But if you do, uh, that is rating. And then rating and reviewing, reviewing is actually writing a view. That is s'mores. That is s'mores. So that, again, that just explain what what a rate versus a review is. Yeah. Yeah. And then send us a screenshot of your rating or rating plus review to enter. No yes. screenshot, no entry. And again, yeah. website, Insta, Facebook, email, yeah. whatever you can do, send it to us. Again, you have to rate and or review and then also send us a screenshot of it. Now, the final thing. Check out our website. Yes. I work really hard on website. Every single week, I have yes. updates. It's beautiful. I just added like our whole partners. It's a cool, legit website. Yeah. I just added our partners, which has shout out to Creamy Box. Creamy Box. So Cream on Me Box. It's right there. Cream on, cream <laughs> on Me Box. Yes. Oh, my God. Look, I fucking love Creamy Box. Yeah. I talked to them at least They're from once. the Netherlands, right? Or Belgium? They are from Germany. 
all of that is hot. I just like can only <laughs> picture think... hot European yeah. men just de- creaming de- on me. Detective Daddy? Yeah, Detective hot. Daddy, please. He's oh, an I love creamy like, box. Jesus Christ. Look, and they're the night the nicest people in the world. Like yeah. I talk to them at least once a week and we're constantly sending each other hearts and but like they're sexual firm. But they're text. firm. They're nice but firm. Yeah. They're I love Creamy Box. So yeah. go check out Creamy Box. And speaking of that, we are looking for more partners and sponsorships. Yeah. So if you guys want to partner up with us or sponsor us, if you have a product you want us to promote, whatever the fuck you want, go ahead and slide into our DMs yeah. on our website. Right or now we email. reach about five thousand people a month. So, yeah. Yeah. So ahyslpodcast.com. Boom. Announcement's done. Woot. I literally did it in two and a half minutes. Uh-uh-uh. Legit. Okay, cool. So now we're going to my Facts, right? Or is it my spooky scoop stories? My Facts. We yeah. did my Facts. <laughs> it was just like an episode or two ago when we did the combined one, we flipped. Yeah. We flip fucked because flip fucking is the best. <laughs> okay, so y'all. Oh my God. This is a good one. I'm glad we're drunk. Okay. Y'all, we're slowing it down. We're slowing it down. <laughs> we're getting into like my dad wrote a porno territory. I've never really r- listened to that podcast at all. But I'll tell you, everyone says that our podcasts are similar. But I'll give you a secret. I don't. I don't. None know of how our they followers are. are the same. Yeah, I have no <laughs> idea how they are similar, except it's for it's this literal faggot fact. It's because right it's raunchy. <laughs> but everyone's like, "Oh my god, you and my dad's a porno." But none of our followers are the same. I, it doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, like there are there are what do you call it Diag- diagrams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> demographics. There are Di- demographics. Diagrams. diagrams. There's a bunch of pie there charts. There are diaphragms. <laughs> <laughs> that you can insert into your <laughs> vagina or asshole that will tell you about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I what I did is I was like, oh my God, I can't find any more gay Halloween related shit that's interesting to say and portray on a podcast. What I did is I was like, hey, I want to look up gay Halloween shit. And then I was thinking about Halloween because I was like had my headphones on and I had uh, the new Halloween soundtrack, the 2018 mm. Um, sequel reboot sequel or oh, the new spiritual Halloween. successful successor so the new sequel? Halloween movie with yeah. Michael Myers yeah that that creates a new timeline the I think third which I still haven't timeline. seen it's pretty good it's not great it's not great but it's pretty good and the fucking soundtrack is great though the soundtrack is great we, oh we're gonna watch that the warehouse on Monday yes with pumpkins. it's great the soundtrack is great the movie is good and I really like it nice um so I was listening to the soundtrack and I was like, oh my God, what if I just searched like Halloween, gay Halloween fan fiction? And so I did. And the first thing that popped up was Michael Myers' Lust Chapter One. Oh God. <laughs> oh, okay. I was, let me just give you guys a, a little side note. <laughs> Corey and I were at work this at work. morning. At work. Like, like 11 a.m. noon. Yeah. I was, you know, responding to my business partners and whatnot, uh-huh. doing my thing. And then I just hear Corey, like, hysterically laughing <laughs> next to me. And he's like, Channa, listen. Yeah. I made Channa and then Savannah, one of our listeners that we brought up before, yes, listen to this. So I will get to that point in a second. But I'm just going to start reading. I'm going <laughs> to read a fourth of chapter one of three chapters of this sexual fan fiction. You might get horny. Yeah, you might get horny. I was getting a little hard while also laughing. It's okay. Sitting right next to me at our warehouse. Yeah, <laughs> sitting right next to sitting five feet away from Chana. Practically <laughs> touching work, each other. At work. <laughs> at work. <laughs> Clocked in. It's fine. I, I'm HR. I do the payroll. I know what's, what's happening. <laughs> I didn't offend anybody. It's okay. You didn't offend me. That's all that matters. <laughs> okay, so if you would like to find this, um, you can, all you literally have to do is type in gay Halloween fan fiction in Google search 
And then the first thing that pops up will be Michael Myers's Lust Chapter 1. That's true. I just typed it in. Yeah, Mike- and then you can read it, and you can get access to all three chapters. Ooh, okay, and okay. then the next one. Oh, wait. I have to read the next few. Yeah. The next one's Fade to Black, Chapter Ooh. 1. The next one is The Homosexuality of Michael Myers. What the fuck? The That's weird. The next one is Mama's Boy. No. No, ah! no, 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 no. Back out. Back out. Interesting, though. Just read the first three. Jesus like, Christ. almost like half of these searches are all about Michael Myers. Oh. Michael Myers is hot. I think he's the hottest of all of them. Oh. It's just that blank face. That, that you know the mask is from uh, Star Trek? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Captain uh, Kirk? Right? Uh, Shatner. William Shatner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's cool. So that makes sense. Yeah. Sexy. So I'm going to read like the first fourth of this. It's going to be a teeny bit lengthy, but not that lengthy. Then in the middle, like in the next 20 seconds, I'm going to stop you and I'm going to explain to you a personal setup that serendipitously <sighs> happened to me while I was reading this. And I will explain it when I get to it. And I'll oh, tell you. I didn't and know it, what it, this it's is. beautiful. It's the reason why we all live and we enjoy life. Okay. It's literally like, you know how you have those moments in life where you're like, this is this is why I'm still alive. Yeah. Like it's things, one of those moments. Things just lock into place in a so comical perfectly. like this in this instance it's comical more than just like important. It's more just comical and you're just like, thank God that you know, praise Satan that this exists. Yeah. That this happens. Oh, you know? I'm so okay. excited. It's like the definition of serendipitous. Okay, so I'm reading this fan fiction. This fan fiction is written. It's not by written not not, not by me. It is written by uh M M N S fan. Okay? And this was his first fan fiction, so fucking go him. So here we go. Oh, I'm so excited. Put your jocks on. It's on. Get your clits out. Let's go. I'm drinking rose. Ooh. Ooh. Let's do this. Sorry, s'mores. You woke up s'mores. Okay. As I stood there in front of him, I saw his head cocking to the side, almost amused by me. My head was screaming for me to move, but I just couldn't get my body to oblige. If I only knew then what I know now, I might have agitated the monster to the point of murderous rage, which I know he's capable of, of, so that I would never have known the torments that I know now. I was standing about only a feet away from my bedroom wall when his silhouette suddenly appeared before me. I was too frightened to move. My mind screamed for me to move, to run, to do anything, but my body would not oblige. I felt like I was nailed in place. Damn. Nailed in place. I love that. Hot. Awaiting whatever vicious death would come my way at the hands of a ruthless killer. The mask was too distinctive for me to not know who it was. Michael Myers stood before me, breathing calmly in and out. His hands by his side, the right hand holding the butcher knife that has now become his signature. Okay. So. I'm already hot bothered. I am going to read the rest until I'm basically what what's going to happen is while I was reading this in real life uh, earlier this morning, but we, the, the scene we set up like, you know, 20, 30 seconds ago, a minute ago, whatever. I don't know. I'm drunk. Yeah. Um, basically what happened is I was reading this and while I was reading this. <laughs> What was playing, just f- so I can focus, I was like cutting everybody out in the office so I could focus on this. I like to distract Corey. Yeah, what work. was playing was The Shape Kills from the 2018 Halloween movie original soundtrack. <laughs> so it's like done by John Carpenter, so John Carpenter, and then his uh, son, I think it's Cody. I think that is, that's his name. I forget. That's Cody at the Warehouse. So if you're listening to me right now, what you could do if you want to like, you know, get into my fucking, you know, asshole is you can 
go to you know youtube or whatever better just go to spotify start playing the shape kills when i tell you to and then have up in queue sweet dreams by eurythmics okay eurythmics eurythmics sorry or (laughs) go to Corey's halloween playlist on spotify because it's public yeah exactly oh it is public yeah and then you can just do the shape kills from the 2018 halloween movie that came out last year and then put in the cue, Sweet Dreams. So when should they start the Sweet Kills So I song? will tell you within the next seconds, and I'll say start now, and then I will start reading the rest of this fanfic. Okay. okay? But we can't play it on the podcast for you. We'll get sued. You can't speak. We can't play it because we'll get sued. When when Eurythmics is supposed to come in exactly, because I can't time this exactly, because I was trying I was trying to, but I'm a little bit drunk, so I might be a little bit slower or faster right now. Yeah. We'll time, we will play like two seconds of that song, of the it's Eurythmics. It's a remix. Yeah, but it's a remix, so it's, like, not copyrighted. Um, we'll play that song when it should come in, and it just sets this beautiful scene, okay? It's just, like, it, it you, you'll get it. So what I need y'all to do now is start the music, um, like, right now, and then I'll wait a couple seconds so you can catch up. I think it's, like, 50 seconds long. Um, it might not be exact, but we'll, we'll get to it, okay? Okay. So here we go. Start your music now. Boom. Boom. Michael stepped further into the room, stopping just a few feet away. He paused for what seemed like an eternity. My breathing had become erratic, my eyes darting from the window to my bedroom, finally setting upon the dark figure before me. His hand suddenly twitched at the rest of his body as the rest of his body began to move. I watched as his long legs carried him towards me, his eyes never tearing away from me. I'm sure I looked ridiculous to him, like a deer caught in the headlights. As he approached, I withdrew believing that certain death was upon me. I only prayed that it would be quick and painless, a small mercy that I'd hoped he'd bestow upon me. To my surprise, the masked figure dropped his knife that nestled in his hands as he stopped in front of me. His bare hand that had once been holding the knife reached out and roughly grabbed my chin. <laughs> okay, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop Turning my face from left to right as he closely examined my features, <laughs> his grip being so tight that it shocked me, and I reached up and grabbed his wrist, pulling at it in the hope that he would let go. Michael's eyes never lost focus. They stayed fixed upon me. So if you haven't, so if you didn't get it, that music cue is when that it should change to Eurythmics. You might need to start the shape kills a little bit earlier than when I told you to start it. I can't remember. I'm sorry. I'm drunk. And like I researched a ton today. So just like, you know, suck it up. It's fine. Um, okay. But and we're continuing is, a little bit. That Corey, when he was researching this, it changed at the perfect Like the perfect, perfect moment to where like <laughs> this, you can tell this guy is building up that this is like a, a regular <laughs> horror movie. And, like, it was playing an actual Halloween soundtrack. And then the second that I read, his bare hand that had once been holding the knife reached out and roughly grabbed my chin. It changed it. And it just, like, the the music video played in my mind. And I immediately, like, come to my pants. It was beautiful. dreams are made of these. Who am I to disagree? Okay, we're drunk. (laughs) Okay. uh, That song's so So fucking good. I'm going to finish this out a little bit. So, as he approached, I withdrew, believing what certain death was on me. Okay, I already said that. His bare hand, I already said that. Okay, his bare hand grabs his chin. 
turning my face from left to right as he closely examined my features. Hot his day. grip being so tight shocked me and I reached up and grabbed his wrist, pulling at it in the hope that he would let go. Michael's eyes never lost focus. They stayed fixed upon me. Ooh. Michael stepped in closer and I felt a hard nub pressing into my ah! waist. Not knowing <laughs> what it was, I looked down to see Michael's mechanics uniform stretched. <laughs> Showing off his huge erection. Huge. <laughs> huge. I gasped loudly and tore myself away from Michael's grip. Oh. Fuck that. You can't tear yourself away from Michael's grip. Okay. I stumbled back against the wall. Oh. God damn. We're already against the wall. Only to look up and see his eyes, which were now not empty black holes, but holes consumed by lust holes holes consumed by lust wow that's my vagina I, in a nutshell like, i want that like on underwear around my asshole <laughs> holes I want consumed by just lust. like like in a spiral it's like holes consumed by and then lust is just on my puckered asshole you know what you should do <laughs> you you know like the like the ring in lord of the ring yeah you should get in elvish in i want elvish. written <laughs> Instead of one ring to consume them all, I want, what is it? Empty black holes consumed by lust. By lust. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, Corey, if we ever get a matching tattoo, it should be Elvish of that. Elvish of empty black holes consumed by lust. Someone's like, what does that tattoo say? Oh, I'm my like, God. Oh, consumed black that holes lust. <laughs> Michael swiftly moved against me, both steadying and pinning me against the wall. Please don't. My pleading whispers went unnoticed. Please don't. Michael slid his hands up my arms, which were now frozen at my side, up over my shoulders, pressing more firmly, down over my chest, tracing fingers across my nipples, going further down, sweeping over my stomach, and finally grasping at my cock, which hung limply. God damn. How could it be limp at this point? Um, his hand was so large that he could hold my penis and balls in one grip. God damn. The other he used to grope my ass, pushing me further up against him, my head resting on his shoulder. Oh. I was breathing harshly, my own hands pushing against his biceps, occasionally begging for him to stop. And you know what? We're going to stop right there. Oh, fuck God you. damn. If you are blue balls are like wet with anticipation, I am too. <laughs> this thing continued. That was a fourth of this chapter one of three. Yes. And let me just give you a taste of how this, the last sentence of this chapter, Michael simply grabbed my hair and pulled my mouth up to his large dick. Would this night ever end? <laughs> Okay, who is the writer of this? Do you know? I This was his first time, which I don't believe. Yeah. <laughs> this is by MMNS fan. Good job. Good job, dude. He wrote this, or they wrote this. Fuck me, I'm the problem. They wrote this in October 11th of 2014. It was published, and it was updated a few times. I think like nice. three or four times. Um, the last time it was updated was April 16th of 2015. Nice. So fuck yeah, dude. Emmons fan. <laughs> good good job. Um, it, it's, it's awesome. I love this. This is beautiful. This is everything I want in life. I just want some hot ass dude with a big ass cock to show up in a Michael Myers costume and just pin me against the wall. It's true. That's Corey's fantasy. And just fuck my 
Your uh, holes of lust. My hole of lust. Yes. <laughs> Fuck my dark hole of lust. Yeah, same. <laughs> I would like to call my pussy my dark hole of lust. My dark hole of lust. Because that's pretty much what they are. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> our pussies, our bussies, our dark holes of lust. So your faggot fact is a faggot fact, but also doubles as a little preview of a future This is true. Shoot the shit for a Patreon episode. Very true. Because we're going to go through like hysterical or completely outrageous, like erotica like slash crazy fan erotic fan fiction that is written online so it's publicly free. Yeah. So we are going to go through that for a future shoot the shit. Yes. Shoot the shit. Yes. Probably for November. Yeah. So man. if you want to hear more. <sighs> fucking give us fucking money. There we go. Give me your fucking money. Give me your fucking <laughs> okay okay that's my faggot fag get it spooky scoop did i that's all yeah okay i wrote that yeah bye so my last <laughs> my last halloween spooky scoop mm. <laughs> until next halloween oh don't somehow, say that Jenna. it's already the last halloween spooky scoop actually next time though when we record at least it'll still be halloween that's true that's true but then we'll be releasing November 4th. Very so true. So then it's practically Thanksgiving. It's practically fucking Thanksgiving. And then it's practically Christmas, which means it's practically Hawaii. Oh, my God. We're yes. Going to Hawaii and then after Hawaii. Weeks. Yeah. We're going <laughs> after to Hawaii, Hawaii for we're weeks. sad boys for six weeks. Yeah. yeah. And then February. And then my birthday. Yeah. February marks the year since Toulouse died. So that's going to be interesting how I react. Fuck. And then Fe- and March is Corey's birthday. He died in the middle of February. He died, yeah, in the, like 20 on February 20. I actually, I can't think of the date right now. Go me. Progress. That's the worst month. Yeah. Okay, so spooky scoop. Let's do this. Get it. I'm talking about the origin of trick or treating. Ooh, cute. Do it, do it, do it. The reason I'm doing this is because one, chances are a good portion of y'all are gonna be trick or treating next week with your kids. Oh, do it. Or uh maybe you know people are trick or treating. Or the fact of the matter is we've all trick or treated. So we're gonna talk about trick or motherfucking. When's the last time you trick or treated? Treating. I trick-or-treated for yourself. My last time was when I was 13. Okay. My last uh, so my second to last time was when I was 11 and then that's because that was the the first time after I moved because I went back to my old friend's house when I was 11 and, and then trick-or-treated with them and then I didn't trick-or-treat again until I was 16 and then when I was 16 I trick-or-treated for the last time. Oh my god. And that's why I dressed up as Britney Spears and my costume was a scream. I dressed up as Scream and then had a blonde wig. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that was my Britney Spears costume. Okay, I changed my answer. Mine was actually also 16. Cute. And I dressed up as a Transylvanian from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Fuck yeah. And this is one of the greatest Halloween stories I ever had. Get it. My best friend, Chloe, and I, um, we were like BFFs during high school. She's the one who did all the Ouija board shit. Uh-huh. Don't worry, Corey. You're, you're my number one best friend. Okay, so we... Went trick-or-treating around the, her whole neighborhood. Uh-huh. And we, because we were going trick-or-treating through a younger sister who was, like, in elementary school. Cute. That's cute. And we got these matching red glitter dresses I have in the closet behind you. Uh-huh. And so we dressed up. We like, And I, I was platinum blonde. She was oh. platinum blonde. We curled her hair, did bright red lipstick. We did the whole shebang. We dressed up totally as, like, Transylvanians from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. And we rolled up to this one house, and it was, like, this rager. And at the time, all the adults seemed so old. But now I recognize that they're our age. They're literally just, like, 24, just, 25. Yeah, like, like <laughs> mid to late 20s. Oh, my God. And they all opened the door. And they all looked at us, and they were like, oh, 
oh my god it's transylvanians and they all like oh my god they recognize yeah awesome. and they all like drunk walk to the door and they yes. tried like singing the time warp yes. and tried to make us do it and they like do the time us. warp and, literally us yeah and they were like, "Oh my god, I love it!" And they like, like the lady handed me like half of her candy bowl. Where were you trick or treating? Just in Newbury Park, uh-huh, my hometown. Uh-huh. Fuck yeah! But uh, it was so awesome. And then like we went home, and it was so great. And that was the last time I ever trick or treated. Cute. That's a good trick or treating experience. It was cute. And then the time before that, which was like my last childhood trick or treating, uh-huh. I got nine pounds of candy. Fuck. It was a competition. Uh, the when I did when I did my my sixteen year old trick or treating, we did get a good amount of candy. But I and I also that was the first time I wore a mask. Ooh, because Mormons don't like it when you wear a mask. Ooh, not at all. Mask Mm-mm. bad. Because it's like devil shit. Okay. <laughs> Origins of trick or treating. My spooky scoop. Get it. So Halloween has its roots in like the ancient, you know, before Christ holes. Yeah. Celtic festival of. Sawin, yeah, which Corey is going to talk about in a few minutes. Oh yeah, I, that is my entire supernatural. But mine kind of ties into his a little bit. Yes, because so Sawin, that's how I pronounce it. Yeah, it looks like Sawin. Sam Heen or Sam Heen, which I said last episode. I'm sorry, but it's Sawin. I don't know everything. It's Sawin. So Sawin was celebrated on October 31st, okay. Halloween. So the Celtic pagan people believed that the dead returned to earth on yes. Samhain. Is that correct? The yes. basic gist. I'm giving like a very basic Oh no, yeah, basic you're right summary. on point. This is just to understand trick-or-treating. Now, on the sacred night, people gathered to light bonfires, yes. offer sacrifices, yes. pay homage to the dead, the yes. whole shebang. Yes. They loved, you know, they wanted to give things to the oh, dead. Oh, I say people. all this, yes. Now, during some celebrations of Samhain, villagers disguise themselves in costumes made of animal skins to drive away phantom visitors. There are banquet tables prepared for food. Um, the whole, it's a Halloween party. It's a Fuck dead yeah. It's a dead person's Samhain party. Yeah. Now, in later centuries, people began dressing as ghosts, demons, and other malevolent creatures performing antics in exchange for food and drink. Yep. By the 9th century, Christianity has spread into the Celtic lands, boo, boo. where it gradually blended with paganism. Um, and then in 1000, after Christ holes, the church designated November 2nd as All Souls Day, which is a time for honoring mm-hmm. the dead. And then... Boom. Poor people would visit. <laughs> Wait, let me, let me say that. I <laughs> then didn't... boom, poor people. <laughs> I didn't realize We that. have fun Celtic, like, pagan holidays, and then the Christians come in, and then poor people. And then poor because people. Because Christians. <laughs> so poor people would visit the houses of wealthier people, and Therefore, they got, everyone like. everyone was wealthy until Christians, then we're all poor. <laughs> <laughs> and the poor people got pastries got and little cakes that were called soul cakes in exchange for for promise to pray for the souls of dead relatives. Got it. So you're starting to see how trick-or-treating yeah. is coming into play. Yeah. Now, this was known as souling. Yeah. Okay. In Scotland and Ireland, while, like, souling was going down, young people took part in a tradition called guising, mm-hmm. which is when they would dress up in a costume, except offering Which I mentioned households. earlier, too. You in did. In my gay history stuff. And I actually will just mention again in my history when we refer back to you you're right it's called gazing yeah. so rather than pledging to pray for the dead they would sing recite poetry tell jokes perform like tricks just a ton of gays just running around they would do a bunch of shit like that for treats yeah so now you're really starting to get trick-or-treat mm-hmm. now in the mid-19th century large numbers of immigrants in the u.s helped popularize halloween halloween before yeah 
Now on the twenty, yeah, exactly, which I mentioned before. Flashback to other things, and then in early twentieth century, soling and guising were like huge. Yeah. Now by the nineteen twenties, however, pranks had become the Halloween activity choice for rowdy young people. Yeah, bitch. The Great Depression pretty much like exuberated the problem. The Halloween mischief often devolved into vandalism, physical assaults, random acts of violence, the whole shebang. So Halloween wasn't that positive. Um, One theory suggests that the negativity that was because like that came from the pranks for Halloween Uh led to the widespread adoption of like organized community based trick or treating because they wanted to organize everybody to to control that mischief. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this started in the 1930s. I'm glad now two of your super, of your spooky scoops and one of my faggot facts all and also together. one of my supernatural segments are all coinciding. It does. It's yeah. really cool. Like they're actually. actually all accurate. Like the decade, the average decades and themes. Yeah. Which is pretty rare for no, for especially for like supernatural shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So this trend was a was abruptly like ended because of. Um, there was like an outbreak after the world after World War Two, where there was like a huge sugar shortage, Ooh. and so that like prevented like sugar treats from being handed out during Halloween. Damn. Um, and then like that continued during the the Great Depression, and then like, you know, everything started getting better, and then boom, we got the baby boom happened. Uh huh. Boo, baby boomers, but it's fine. We're right here, and then <laughs> trick or treating reclaimed Thanks its place among world. other Halloween customs. Now, trick or treating at this point quickly became like the standard practice of for millions of children in America um, and newly built suburbs. Yeah. So, no longer constrained by sugar rationing, candy companies capitalized on the lucrative ritual, launching national advertising campaigns specifically aimed at tar- at Halloween. Fuck yeah. So today, Americans spend an estimated $2.6 billion on candy just for Halloween. Fuck yeah. And the holiday itself has become the nation's second largest commercial holiday next to Christmas. Fuck fuck you, Christmas. We're coming for you. Now, the term trick-or-treat. We're going to be the first in five years. Now, the term trick-or-treat was coined by Disney in 1952. Are you kidding me? There was a cartoon. That's cool. That was called Trick-or-Treat, which featured Donald Duck and his nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. I love Donald Duck and, and Huey, Dewey, and that is Louie. what coined trick-or-treat. But as you see, like way, way, way back, many centuries ago, not long after the Bible began, yes. b- before the Bible yeah. began, Celtics started the whole souling that whole tradition yeah, then that became gazing yeah. gazing gaze Gang. and then that slowly became trick-or-treating so you can see like its roots are way fucking are forever deep. ago its roots are deep they're deep which deep in your pussy which Corey's gonna go through right i'm about to get fucking deep in your pussy now but yeah. before Corey gets deep in her pussy we're gonna take a quick break you're gonna listen to these words from a shot of crime yes so take a shot of crime and then i'm gonna get deep in your pussy oof Hey guys, it's Tara Bowman here. I am one of the hosts to A Shot of Crime podcast, and I have a couple questions for you. Do you constantly find yourself submerged in true crime documentaries? Do you like to make people uncomfortable talking about murder? Well, that's okay. So do we. A Shot of Crime is perfect for you. Listen as me, Tara Bowman, and my other co-host, Shauna Selzer, bring shocking true stories with a comedic twist. 
We take shots, sip drinks, and we talk all things that make your skin crawl. You can find us on your favorite streaming app. Just search A Shot of Crime and start binging. Join the Crime Coven and listen today. But remember, don't get caught in the crosshairs. Okay, so this is my um, segment. (laughs) (laughs) Halloween history. Got it. Thank you, Jenna. Okay, so Halloween, a.k.a. All Halloween... All Hallows' Eve, or All Saints' Eve, Ooh. is a celebration observed on the 31st of motherfucking October. Yeah, The eve of the Western Christian feast of All Hallows' Day. Ooh. Halloween begins the three-day obser- observance of All Hallowtide, which is the time in, in the li- li- <laughs> liturgical. Here we go. It's liturgical. And then I even wrote a, a, a little tidbit for you and I, bolded in purple. It's the Christian holiday. Liturgical refers to the Christian holiday event calendar. So okay. it's the Christian event calendar. You know how you like can make an event calendar on Google for yourself? Oh, yeah. The liturgical calendar for the year is the Christian, mostly Catholic-like calendar for the year. Okay? Okay. Because it changes. Dates change every year sometimes for different. Yeah, you know, Easter. For Easter and okay. Palms Day and shit like that. I have a problem with the Easter date. What? How come... Easter. How come is, we celebrate something that didn't exist? How come we celebrate <laughs> Jesus? But number two, how come Christian? Uh, how come Easter is in? Sometimes it's in April. Sometimes it's in May. Because it's supposed to be like the third blah 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 blah. Yeah, but yeah. like bullshit. How could we not know? It's all made up. When Jenna. imaginary God doesn't Jesus. Exist. Well, Jesus was just a carpenter. At the God end doesn't of the day. exist, but you know what exists? Motherfucking Halloween. You know- <laughs> And penis. And penis. Those are two beautiful facts of life. Yeah, Halloween and penis. Halloween and penis exist. (laughs) (laughs) Like, do we need more? Yeah, don't kill yourself on Halloween. Do not kill yourself because Halloween and penis exist. We should work at a suicide hotline, and we will call. They're like, "Oh, I kill myself." I'm like, "But Halloween and Halloween and penis exist." (laughs) They're like, "You're not helping." I'm like, "Go out and live." (laughs) Because I'm like, "Girl, me too." But like, I love you. Halloween, Halloween and penis. penis. Okay, so. <laughs> that was so inappropriate. We are. <laughs> that was rough. We are paragraph one into four pages of all this. Oh, my God. Okay, okay I'm going to shut the Damn. fuckity up. Okay, so. Oh, man, we're even like get us back on track. Halloween begins the third day observance of All Hallowtide, which is the time in which the liturgical, which I explained, yeah. year <laughs> dedicated to remembering the dead, including yes. saints, which are the hollows martyrs and all who are faithful that have passed away it is widely believed that many halloween traditions originated from ancient celtic or celtic i say celtic i say celtic um, i googled it harvest festivals and then like fucking enya says celtic so like f- suck my fucking and ass I, and i googled it yeah celtic is the way to say it's it. it's celtic when you're talking about what we're talking about it's but if celtic. you say a people they're celts yeah got it Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> We're in our twenty fingers, <laughs> and Enya is our deity. For Ooh, this. and you touched my broken hand. Yes, Enya is our deity for this moment. Yeah, okay. she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love you. <laughs> okay, so, um. It is widely believed that many Halloween traditions originated from ancient Celtic harvest festivals, particularly the Gaelic festival. Gays. Um, Samhain. Okay, which I usually, which last episode said Sam Hyene because I didn't know because I never. Marriage. Because I'm like fucking ignorant as fuck. I was ignorant as fuck. Now I know. It's now we're woke. Sawin. It's spelled S A M H A I N. 
but it is pronounced as Sawin or Sawin. Yeah, most I... pe- most pronunciations were the more A sound, so Sawin. Look, Google trans Google pronunciation told me it's Sawin. Yeah, I I did three different sources. Sawin was two, and then one was Sawin. So whatever you want to say, okay? Sawin. Yeah, Sawin though, because if you're Sawin, you can go fuck yourself. Okay, it's Sawin. Okay, so these such festivals may have had pagan roots, and and Samhain itself was Christianized as Halloween by the early church. Um, this early church is referring specifically to early Christians that was from its conception to the pre-Council of Nicaea in three uh, uh, 325 uh, Christ holes. Uh, when I say the early church, I refer to early Christians, which is from its conception to pre-Council of Nicaea, which is 325 Christ holes. Okay, okay, so that's 325 nowadays. So Jesus was already kicking it. Yeah, his holes were already made. His holes were reamed. Yeah, his holes were reamed by his dick. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> then there are some boring-ass Christians that swear that Halloween began solely as a Christian holiday. Of course, because that's separate, what Christians do. Yeah, separate from ancient festivals like Samhain. So fuck them. They can suck their fucking asses. Yeah. Like, fuck them. Okay, so... Let's go to some, some etymology before we get into the history of what's going on with, with Samhain, okay? Yes. So, the word Halloween or Hallow, Hallow-N dates to about 1745 and is of Christian origin. The word Hallow-N means saint's evening. It comes from the Scottish term for All Hallows' Eve, the evening before All Hallows' Day. In Scots, the word Eve is even, and this is contracted to basically turn into Halloween. So basically they had it and it was like All Hallows Eve and the Scots words turned into Hallows Eve, just to sum that up. Um, but basically what you, all you just need to know from what I said for the etymology is that the etymology comes from Scottish terms for All Hallows Eve, which put together in contractions in a weird way turns, turned into Halloween. Mm. Okay. Okay. So let's get into, um, uh, for this, like to sort of, do the trajectory of the history of Halloween. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about uh, Samhain, the lore of Samhain, and then the celebrations of Samhain. Yes. Then we're going to transition from those ancient times and like pre-Middle Age times of Samhain, and then talk about how that transitioned into the Middle Ages after the Roman Empire conquers the majority of the Celtic territories. Oh, yes, Daddy. Then after that, we're going to turn that into... Basically, when the main Christian influence comes in, starting in the 5th century, then really hitting in the 9th century, and then so on, okay? And then I'm going to, and then at the end, I'm going to review my last faggot fact where I went over the Europeans and, like, going to America and how that turned into Halloween today. Okay. Okay. Ooh, I'm excited. So those are, like, our four big steps, okay? So. Step one. So step one, Samhain. Samhain. Okay. Marriage. So Samhain pronounced Sawin. <laughs> that was for me. Sawin. <laughs> Comes from Old Irish meaning summer's end. The Celts or the Celts who lived 2000 years ago mostly in the area that is now Ireland, the United Kingdom and Northern France celebrated their new year on November 1st. So before we get into the different versions of the festivals that these people like in the different versions of quote unquote Sawin, they were named different things. We'll get into that. Let's do a quick sidebar. Sidebar. So. Sidebar. The Celtic Nations is a cultural region and collection of geographical territories consisting of six regions. Okay. Okay? I didn't know this and I've always wanted to because I love the Celts and the Celts, you know, Celts, um, because of Enya, you know, and shit like that. So when we (laughs) talk about the Celtic Nations or the Celts, 
We are talking about people from Scotland, Ireland, Wales, the Isle of Man, which I will tell you in a second what that really is, Cornwall, and Brittany. Okay, so we know where Scotland is, okay? Yeah. We know where Ireland is, okay? Yeah. We know where Wales is, okay? Yes. Um, the Isle of Man is a small island, which is actually sort of, it's actually pretty big, but relatively small, that is in between Ireland Scotland or like Ireland and then the main body of Scotland and the and uh England, okay? Okay. So it's like literally an it's island like directly right in the middle of those those three areas. Cute. Ireland being its own island and then you have Scotland in the north and then England in the south, okay? Cute. It's really cute. If you go look it up, I didn't know that it existed. It's really cute. Oh, <laughs> go Isle of Man. Then we have Cornwall, um which is just basically also in England or whatever. And then we have Brittany, which is Western France. Okay. 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 Nice. Yeah. So each of these six nations has its own Celtic language. Okay. So they have their own, I guess you can maybe say dialects. I don't know. I'm not a linguist. Oh, uh, I guess Corey. we were at yes, one point. Okay. I am. Never mind. I am. <laughs> <laughs> we are. So it is. It's a dialect. <laughs> and you know what? Argue with your prof- your professor about yeah, that. Yeah. Sorry. This is a big sidebar. Sorry. Okay. So um, in Wales, Ireland, Brittany, and Scotland, they're uh, the... Uh, sorry, uh, Celtic has been spoken continuously throughout time and they even have communities even till this day that's commonly speak it. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, it's fucking cool. There are almost about uh, 1.6 million in Ireland that speak it today. And I think there was about 200,000 in the U.S. that can speak uh, Celtic. Speak Celtic into my pussy, Isn't that please. Fucking, yeah, like literally whisper Celtic into my pussy. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. And I'll fuck you. Yeah. Uh-huh. With my with my non-Celtic pussy. <laughs> um, uh, then the Cornwall and the Isles of Man have languages that were spoken in modern times. Modern times, I think, being like, I don't know, in Christ's times. Um, but later have died out. But then there has been like a resurgence in the like revitalization movements that where people are like, oh, no, we want to speak these languages again. Nice. So people actively take it up in the past few decades. And be like, we want to speak Celtic. Okay, That's sorry, like that was a big white. sidebar, but it was important to me. And if you didn't want to listen to it, you can just skip. Okay. So let's get back to uh, Samhain. Okay. So in Ireland, Scotland, and the Isles of Man, that's like the three main, the three like main places that Samhain comes from. Okay. Okay. They were um, Samhain was the the most significant of the four quarterly fire festivals taking place in the midpoint between the fall equinox and the winter solstice. Some say that this was October thirty first. Others say that it was originally November sixth or seventh. There is also in the Britannic and also in Wales and um, Cornwall and Brittany, there were other little things that had different names that were basically like Samhain, but they had different names. One is called Kalan, Kalan Gaef. Um, you can look these Kalan up. Gaef. It's just like a, another tangent that we don't need to go off on because we're focused on Samhain, okay? Besides the differences in the dates that these different uh, things have, let's just ignore that and go over the similarities between these festivals, okay? Because that's the more important part that, yeah, like, yeah. transitions into what Halloween is. So this is the lore. The day, some Samhain, marked the end of summer and the harvest at the beginning of the dark, cold winter and time of year that was often associated with human death. The Celts believed that on the night before the new year, the boundary between the worlds of living and dead became blurred. Chana mm. just re- recently mentioned that. I did. This also meant that the S the S she, which is spelt A O S space S I, it's the S she. The spirits or fairies could more easily come into this world. Ooh. The S she, both respected and feared, 
with individuals often invoke or sorry the SC were both respected and feared with individuals and often were invoked to um oh my god I need to say that again I'm sorry um the SC were both respected and feared individuals would often invoke the protection of God the Christian God when approaching their dwellings at Samhain, it is believed that the Eshi needed to be appeased to ensure that the people and their livestock survived the winter. Offerings of food and drink or portions of the cr- of their crops were left outside for the Eshi. This can be attributed to what turns into yes. giving treats out and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, cute. Um, the souls of the dead were also said to be revisit their homes and seek and were to seek hospitality during the night of Samhain. Uh, places were set at the dinner table and by the fire to welcome them. The Celts also thought that the presence of the otherworldly spirits made it easier for the Druids or other Celtic priests to make predictions about the future. Some specific monsters were uh, associated with mythology surrounding Samhain. Um, this is where I'm going to like go through this quick little thing yes. about this, like the remaining lore here. Um, this is going to be a case file in the future Ooh. to go into these like little, I guess you could probably say cryptids. Or just other little like lore creatures. So, Fun! these were some specific monsters in Celtic lore that are associated with Sawin. There are shape shifting creatures called the Puka that receive <gasps> harvest offerings from the from the field. There is also a recent um, Into the Dark uh, anthology series on Hulu, I believe, um, I where Hulu. Puka was a Christmas monster. So there might be like other versions of the Puka. Um, go watch that online. Okay. Um, there's also something called the Lady Gwyn, Ooh. which is a headless woman <gasps> dressed in white who chases night wanderers and Ew. is accompanied by a black pig. Um, she is also associ- associated with the Wild Hunt, uh, which is tied the into Norse mythology. Okay. Um, and she is depicted sometimes. Uh, she's also in Arthurian legend. I don't need to go into it because I'm going to do a case file about that. Yes. Um, the Dualin, or yeah, we're just going to go with that. I'm drunk. Sometimes appeared as impish creatures, sometimes headless men on horses who carried their heads, like oh. the headless horsemen. Ooh, I just watched Sleepy Hollow last night. You did? Oh, oh, wait, you watched with Chris and, and Kim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good time. I love that movie. Um, there's also uh, uh, flame-eyed horses that would appear to people and be as a death omen. So there's more things to come. I'm not going to go into them. It's going to be a case file in the future. Probably my November case file. Yes. Okay. So let's get into the celebration. So to commemorate the event of ending the years of harvest, Druids built huge sacred bonfires using a wheel that would cause friction and spark and spark flames. The wheel was considered a representation of the sun and used along with prayers. To sort of summon this bonfire. So around this sacred fire, people gathered to burn crops and animals as sacrifices to the Celtic deities. I mentioned that a little bit earlier. During the celebration, the Celts wore costumes t- typically consisting of what, Chana? Demons? Animal heads and skins, like you said oh. before. Prior. <laughs> it's fine. You're drunk. That's my thing. <laughs> and attempted like... to tell each other's fortunes. When the celebration was over, they relit their hearth fires from the sacred bonfire to help protect them during the coming winter. Before the celebration that night of Samhain, they would extinguish their own fires at home Ooh. to endure the cold Ooh. and then walk to the, the magical sacred bonfire. Then when they did their whole ritual, they would take a piece of that bonfire home because it was magical and sacred and then light their hearth to protect their home during the winter. Okay. You know what's crazy about it's this beautiful. entire history? It like almost makes you tear up. Is like this doesn't even seem real to me. 
But like, it like people really did this. Like this seems so like a movie, but this Sometimes is real. Sometimes history just fucks me up. It's just like people really did this. It's crazy. Like it's it's so beautiful and crazy at the same time. There was also a military aspect to uh, Samhain in Ireland. The holiday uh, with holiday thrones prepared for commanders of soldiers. Anyone who could also anyone who committed a crime or used their weapons during the celebration faced a death sentence immediately. Damn. Yeah. So fuck them. Um, also, there are documentations of six days of drinking alcohol, typically meat or beer, and then also like extremely just gluttonous feasts that happen. Wow. So, fuck yeah, bitch. Us today. Us like today and then us on Friday and Saturday <laughs> <laughs> and maybe Sunday. Me the past six months. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. If, if they're called gluttonous bitches, that's me. Okay. <laughs> so. That is mostly stuff that I said mostly predates the fifth century. So we're going into before Christ. That was before Christ holes into about fourth, you know, fourth century Christ holes. Okay. So now enter the boring ass Christians. Okay. Uh, okay. So by the 43 AD. So fuck it. After Christ holes. So it's after Christ holes. So ACH. So by four, 43 after Christ holes. The Roman Empire had conquered the majority of the Celtic territories. In the course of over 400 years that they ruled the Celtic lands, two festivals of Roman origins were combined with the traditional Celtic celebrations of Samhain. So, the first was uh, Fralia, a day in late October when the Romans traditionally commemorated the passing of the dead. The second was a day to honor Pomoa, Pomoana? Hmm. Pomona. Unknown. <laughs> Drunk. Pomona. <laughs> I'm drinking more. The Roman goddess of fruit and trees. The symbol of Pomona is the apple. And the incorporation of the celebration into Samhain probably explains the tradition to bobbing for apples that is practiced today in Halloween. We'll get to that also. That's in fun. A here. So here are some other little celebrations um, that happened during this time, during the Middle Ages, which spends from fifteenth cent- uh, the 5th century to the 16th century. Okay. So the 400s to the 1500s. Okay. Bonfires known as Smog Hoggins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. Smog my Hoggin. Smog my fucking Hoggin. Smog my fucking Hoggin. You know, I just love when Jordan smogs my Hoggin. <laughs> it's just so great. <laughs> I wish that somebody would smog the fuck out of my Hoggin. Yeah, I just want you to smog all over my Hoggin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they were more, they were actually, they, Smog Hoggins, <laughs> Smog My Hoggins, Smog My Hoggins, were personal bonfires, our personal uh, Sawins fires nearer to farms. They were like in more close communities rather than like a big entire community, basically. Um, so basically, what happens is you see the tradition of the Sawin uh, bonfires turning into Smog Hoggins, <laughs> <laughs> where families or even just a few families would get together at a local farm and do these b- same bonfires with the same meaning and metaphor to protect themselves from fairies and witches and death in the winter. Um, carved turnips uh, called jack-o'-lanterns, which yeah! Chandler referred to last Spooky Scoob, um, uh, 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 began to appear during this time. They are attached by strings to sticks and Im- embedded with coal. Later, Irish traditions switched to pumpkins, which Chana already explained to us, so we don't need to fucking go into it. Boom. Um, in Wales, which is one of the six uh, Celtic regions, uh, men toss burning wood at each other in violent games. No homo. And set off fireworks. I know, right? Like, give me your fucking burning wood. Yeah. I want your fucking burning wood tossed toss in my Toss your burning fucking wood asshole. into my mouth. Yeah, toss your fucking burning wood into my smog hogging. <laughs> <laughs> Like, please. Um, 
And then in Northern England, men paraded around with also noisemakers and fireworks. That also ties in with Guy Fawkes Day, et cetera, et cetera, which I talked about in my faggot fact one or two faggot facts ago. Yeah. There's another thing that comes up during this time called the Dumb Supper. Yeah. Um, This ties into your, um, what was it called? Where they go around for gifts. Geysers and stuff like that. Geysing and shit like that. Gazing. Gazing. Gaying. Gays. Being gay. (laughs) Being being a faggot. Everything is gay. So, the tradition of dumb supper began during this time, in which dumb food sucker. was consumed. Dang it, I'm very burpy. Yes, I'll say it again. S'mores is cuckoo, because now it is almost one in the morning. The cats are awake. See, look. See little s'mores? They're cute. Is that, is that moan? That's s'mores. Oh. I know. Okay. So the tradition of dumb supper began during this time in which food was consumed by uh, celebrants, but only after inviting ancestors to join in, which I said earlier. So like that, that tradition uh, develops into dumb supper. So it gave, gave the families a chance to interact with the spirits until they left uh, the following dinner. Children would play games to entertain the dead while adults would update the dead on past year's news. That's like a seance, like an early yeah, it, seance. Yeah, it's very it seems like very cute where it's just like, "Hey, let's entertain and talk about our dead." It's like a good way to like degaff and process your dead relatives. Yeah. It sounds like a very healthy and beautiful way to do it. Yeah, that's cool. Um that night doors and windows might be left open for the dead to come in and eat cakes that have been left open for them. Um, throughout Ireland and Britain, the household festival festivities included rituals and games intended to, intended to foretell one's future, especially regarding death and marriage. Remember that one that I talked about in my faggot fact where girls would sit in front of a dark mirror? Oh, and fuck ask you. them about the yeah. Yeah, and they you. would they would like ask them ask the mirror questions and then if they saw, they would either <laughs> see their future husband's face or they'd see a skeleton and that meant they would die before marriage. I'll tell you right fuck now. That. You're fucked. Fuck that. You're fucked. Don't ask Amir questions in a dark room. Even though we already did that. Even though we did that for our bonus <laughs> episode you listened to last week. Very true. Apples and nuts were often used in these divination rituals. Well, they nuts. included apple bobbing, nut roasting, you know, bitch, scrying or mirror gazing, oh. pouring molten lead or egg whites into water, dream interpretations, and other methods. This is very witchy okay so also from these bonfires that happened during this time and also the ones that predate from like the og sawin um their flames the smoke and the ashes were deemed to have protective and also Damn. cleansing powers that were also used for divination Ooh. Um, in some places torches lit from the bonfire um were also carried to different homes and fields to protect them as i mentioned before in the og sawin they would take home a torch from yeah. from the hearth from, from the fire and light their own hearth that would and they would try and keep it lit during the entirety of winter damn which is crazy so pretty um it is suggested that the it suggested sorry that the fires were a kind of an imitative or sympathetic magic that mimicked the sun that helped the powers of growth and holding back the decay and darkness of winter. Amen to that. Like, praise Satan. Praise Satan. Jesus Christ. Praise Satan. I agree. Um, from at least the 16th century, so, you know, 1500s, the festival included mumming and guising Ooh, in Ireland, Scotland, and the, Ire- Isles of, the Isle of Man in Wales. Chan already talked about that. This involved people going house to house in costume or in disguise, usually reciting verses or songs in exchange for food. 
it may have originally been a tradition um, that where people also impersonated the Aishi or Eshi. I forget what I said earlier. I'm drunk. Sorry. I think it's the Eshi. Also, they would impersonate the souls of the dead. And that was sort of like brought into the uh, act of mumming or guising. Okay. Impersonating these beings or wearing a disguise was also believed to protect, protect oneself during the time of All Hallows Eve or Samhain. It suggested that the mummers and geysers personified the old spirits of the winter who demanded reward yeah. in exchange for good fortune. So there's, there's a lot of different versions of that. So either they were just, you know, the, uh, they were the old spirits of winter or they were the Eshi, which were just like magical fairy beings and stuff like that. Or they were mimicking the souls of the dead. So there's like three different versions going on there of like what spooky yeah spooky so that could that could mean like all of those were true just depends on the region that you were in or those are just three different hypotheses of what was going on who knows okay i love it yeah so in parts of southern ireland the geysers included a hobby horse gaze (laughs) the geysers included a hobby horse which is a man dressed as a Lyrebon, which is a white mare. I pronounced that horribly wrong. I'm sorry. You Anna. got it right. I do not know how to speak Gaelic. That led youths, youth how to house to house. That's I'm drunk. That's hard to say. Drunk. Yeah. Wait. Gaze house to house. Use house to house. Ooh. So there is a gay man on a horse. Yeah. <laughs> dressed as a horse. Yeah. <laughs> a white mare that led a youths furry. house to house, reciting youths. verses which had heavily pagan overtones in exchange for food. If the household din- donated food, it could expect good fortune from the muck ola, which is another one of those um, spooky things that I'll get into in a case file. Ooh. Um, and then not donating food would bring misfortune. So that's a good uh, like origin to trick-or-treating. In uh- Scotland, youths went house to house with masks, painted or blackened faces, often threatening to do mischief if they were not welcomed. Uh, this again ties into my uh, spooky scoop or my, my, my spooky, Jesus, Cute. my faggot fact. Yeah, you're a faggot. <laughs> where I mentioned that a lot of the more mischievous or um, not sinister, but the more mischievous and potentially violent traditions of Halloween came to America from Scotland. Oh, yeah. Um, because in Scotland, they more would just like the kids would like dress up to go house to house and be like, give us shit and be a good host. And if you don't, then we'll, like, fuck you up. I feel like we've mentioned this in, like, multiple Spooky Scoops, Faggot Facts, Halloween episodes. Oh, yeah. Like, everything from the past four episodes, we've kind of Yeah, it's been very cyclical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. One one historian even suggests that the act of painting your – or blackening their face was using the ashes of the bonfire. Damn. Of the main bonfire or the local bonfire that was done during Samhain. That sounds like an acid trip. Oh, yeah. Like, like, I must use crazy. the ashes of the fire to put it on my face <laughs> to represent this. Um, even uh, uh, this is like a fun little gay fact. In the late 19th century and early 20th century, so the 1800s or 1900s, young peoples in uh, Glamorgan and Ork- Orkney. I don't know where that is. I didn't look that up. <laughs> um, I think that's in Wales. But it's in a place. Um, cross-dressed. Um, so again, we just see gays taking over Halloween again in the 1800s and 1900s. It started even, even back then. Yeah, just like the triads. I like fucking in queers the case have file. like always been tied to Halloween. Everything's it's gay. Logic. At the end of the day, everything's gay. It's just fucking science. It's fucking science. 
Okay, so now we're getting into Christian influence, and then we're going to end with a quick review of my last faggot fact. I'm having okay, fun, Okay, so we're almost Corey. done. Okay, sorry for all this intense uh, history, but I've always wondered where, you know, Halloween came from. I'm personally having okay, a blast. Okay, good, good. So y'all all better be personally having a blast or just fuck off. Okay? And here's the deal. At the end of the day, we're really doing the podcast. We're doing this for ourselves. For ourselves. <laughs> so when I'm old as shit, I can hear this oh and cry. Oh my God. And then make my like grandchildren just like drool over this because they're so bored. Because they're so boring. <laughs> they're like straight they're as like, shit. They're like, where's the hologram? And I'm like, I don't know because I'm logged into a fucking video. My mind's logged into a video game right now. <laughs> I don't know because I'm gay. They're like, or I don't know because you ate me because because we ran out of water. Oh, there we 20 go. Years ago. That's the real. That's the real thing. <laughs> because you your ain't grandparents, grandpa. the baby boomers, fucked our world over. Yeah, fuck baby boomers. <laughs> fuck you, baby boomers. Except I love my grandparents. It's very true. <laughs> but still, fuck you, baby boomers. Okay, so as I said before, in the Middle Ages, in the fifth century and ninth century, uh, as Chana also mentioned too, me. Um, that's when the Christians begin to have influence in Samhain and turn it into a Christian holidays. So let's get into the effects going on here. As Christianity gained a foothold in pagan communities, church leaders attempted to reframe Samhain as a Christian celebration. The first attempt was by Pope Boniface. Boniface? <laughs> Boniface? Are you kidding me? If God is real, boner face is also real. One of the things real. I'm gonna say is like, why is all of your serious Christian stuff <laughs> gay? Like, gay as fuck? like, sorry God, but you're fucking gay. Why'd you name one of your popes boner face? <laughs> boner face? That's like the shittiest porn name I've ever heard. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna like lowball, like low bones Satan, like in the afterlife. Oh, totally. Like, I'm so glad you made that pope's name boner face. Boner face is like. <laughs> Like the lamest porn star name. Like boner someone's face. like, "What's your name, Todd?" He's boner like, "A uh, boner face." Boner like face. it's so fucking lame. Oh God, I love it. So the first attempt was by Pope Bonerface <laughs> in the fifth century. So that's, you know, four hundred after Christ's holes. Yeah. He moved the celebration to May thirteenth, like a fucking dweeb. Yeah. And fuck specified you. it as a day of celebrating saints and martyrs. The fire festivals of October and November, which were ancient Samhain uh, traditions, did not end with this decree, and they continued on because the people were like, fuck you, boner face. We're doing what we want. <laughs> fuck you, boner face. <laughs> I love this. I love history. It's so fun. I love boner it's face. It's so inherently queer. Yeah. Even though straight white men tried so hard to make it so boring. Because at the end of the day, everything's <laughs> fucking gay. Everything in the end of the day. Everything's, everything's gay. Everything's gay. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a t-shirt. At the end of the day, That's everything's gay. That's a t-shirt gay. right there. At the end of the day, everything's gay. Okay. So in the ninth century, so we're fast forwarding 400 years, and we're in the 800s, Pope Gregory moved the celebrations back to the time of the fire festivals but declared it All Saints Day on November 1st. This is sort of the first instances of being like, okay, All Saints Day, All Hallows Day, shit like that, where we are beginning to get to turn into Halloween. Okay. Being the 31st, the eve before All Saints Day. Okay. This is also called All Souls Day, which would also follow on November 2nd. So on the first, we, we would... Um, you would observe the saints, and then on the second, you would observe all the dead that were faithful that had died on November 2nd, okay? It is why I believe today that the church was attempting to replace the Celtic festivals of the dead with a related church-sanctioned holiday because that's exactly what Christians did for, like, a billion years. Yeah. Because fuck them. 
Okay, it's called Assimilation. Look it up. Okay, All Souls Day was celebrated similarly to Samhain with big bonfires, parades, and dressing up in costumes as saints, angels, and devils. All Saints Day celebration was also called All Hallows or All Hallow Mass, which Chana referred to earlier. Um, and the night before it, the, tr- the traditional night of Samhain in the Celtic religion began to be called All Hallows Eve. And oh, that daddy. eventually turned into Halloween because of the Scottish translation and contractions and shit like that. We don't need to go into that because we're not linguists, but we also are. But we also are. <laughs> we, we may not be in school, but yeah. we are linguists. So again, as Chana said, and as I just said, I'm going to reiterate, the beginning of this turning Samhain being taken over by Christians and then turned into something that we know it at today as Halloween begins in the ninth century with Pope Gregory. That's what I've got from my biggest like consensus. So what I just read, go back. That's basically what turns into Halloween. So for part five of or part like four of this, we're going to review my last faggot fact a, a little bit. Basically, from the 9th century on until, let's go to the 16th, 17th century. So we're in the 1600s, 1700s, I guess 18th century, I guess. We're catching up to modern um, We're day. catching up. We're, we're fast forwarding to my last faggot fact. Um, we have these traditions uh, grow and develop with people in the Celtic, uh, mostly in the Celtic um, communities. So we have like Ireland and Scotland and England. We have these traditions growing and uh, we're going to mostly focus in ireland and scotland okay so um these beliefs and customs then come over into america and they are there during the colonial period in like the 1600s and the 1700s but they're mostly just celebrated as um uh the telling of ghost stories and mischief makings during this night um, by the middle of the 19th century, so the 1800s, annual autumn festivals were also common, but Halloween was not really celebrated everywhere in the country of America, okay, in the U.S. of A. U.S. Um, of in the second day. half of the 19th century, however, which I say in my faggot fact, one or was that last one? Is that 48? Oh, I don't know. Oh my I God. was See, very fo- drunk. Episode 48 or 47, very drunk, y'all. Like, this has been a crazy I, ass past barely summer. Remember. and. Halloween. I barely remember last episode. Like, do you remember what y'all did yesterday at 2 p.m.? You don't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Unless like, you were having sex. The last memory I had of last Wednesday was us doing a ritual. And then, then like, I don't, and then I like, fell yeah. asleep on your couch. Oh my God. Yeah. No idea. So, like, it's either episode 48 or 49. I do the history of gay Halloween. Oh. Yeah. Was that last one? I, no. That was, it was two. two years ago. So, that was episode 47. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, the second hack of the, the second half of the 19th century, America was then flooded with new immigrants from Irish, from the Irish potato famine. And then shortly following that, you have a big influx of Scottish immigrants. This then sort of rockets Halloween into the zeitgeist of, you know, colonial um, America. Yes. Um, from Halloween. there, we go into the 1920s, which Chana said where Halloween becomes very mischievous and then they again start adopting the act of trick-or-treat, which, what was it again? What? Re-say that? You know what trick-or-treat turned into? What, what, guising and uh, stuff like that? It became trick-or-treating, the Disney coined the term. Oh, yeah, so mummers and geysers. Yeah, became trick-or-treating in the 1930s because baby boomers were like, yo, the fucking depression's over, let's do this. Yeah. And then all of the candy, like Hershey's and stuff, were like, yo, let's capitalize this motherfucking 
holiday. Yeah, basically. Yeah, so like in the 1910s and 1920s, things are a little bit more mischievous and a little bit sinister to a point and because you have a lot turned. of Scottish influence and yeah. then they turned it into more trick-or-treating yeah. and a ch- children's and holiday. And then the Depression hit. And then after the Depression, boom, party time. Boom, party time. And then boom, fucking gays. Then gays take overtake Halloween. We make it cool for adults. And then the heteros are like, our lives are boring. Let's look at the gays and see what they're doing. And yeah. then they're like, oh, they like Halloween. So let's like Halloween. And then here we are in f- motherfucking 2019 and we have three plus Halloween parties this weekend. That's true. Yay. Alcohol, Halloween. Molly, it's all involved. Yeah. It's love a it. good time. Well, maybe Dressing up, costumes, true. monster mash, skeletons, ghouls, monster smash, vampires, monster smashing, drugs, alcohol, partying, Boom. Another sex. club. Another club. Another club. Another club. Another club. Another club. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. So basically we come from Samhain. Two gays. Two gays. So at the end of the day, <laughs> everything's gay. At the end of the day... Everything's, Everything's gay. gay. A history of Halloween brought to you by Chenna Jones and Corey Martin. Boom, gays. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Very, you know, prominent members in go. their, like, in their own minds, they're prominent members of, of the LGBTQIA yeah. community. So again, to be like a serious review of that, we basically have Celtic ass people being fucking cool as shit, yes, and being we do. like, let's celebrate Samhain, let's have these awesome celebrations, and like. We're like doing awesome voguing hand gestures right now. Yeah, they have we like are. they're like, hey, winter sucks. People die. So you let's know, summer death. and spring are awesome. We have our end of harvest, so let's just have a big ass bonfire. And it's like this beautiful metaphor where we take the fire of this communal bonfire home to protect us during the winter. And then Christians are like, hey, God exists and He's real. They're lying. Um, so listen to us. So we're going to take and assimilate your culture into Christianity because we're ridiculous and annoying. Yeah, because here we are. Yeah, and they bastardize it, turn it into some shit. And then, you know, as we're like ridiculously, you know, Christian for the, you know, X amount of years, then we become more secular. And then the gays are like, hey, we exist. Let's make this fun again. Hey, we're here. We're queer. Yeah. So now we have multiple Halloween parties this weekend. Boom. Boom. And now I'm going to talk about how <laughs> Nathan Brooks canceled Halloween. <laughs> Corey talked about the birth of Halloween. And now I'm going to talk about the death of Halloween. We're going to talk about how a cis white male but, ruined it. But I'll tell you right now. <laughs> this happened back in 1995. So he did not ruin Halloween. So before I get it. into this whole thing, I just want to say one motherfucking thing. Y'all have been asking for this segment from me for months like i got this first request probably six months ago and since then four or five different people have messaged me and been like channa research nathan brooks canceled halloween so whip your dicks out spread your legs because you asked and i fucking listened yes and now i'm gonna give it to you daddy oh my god so this is how nathan brooks canceled halloween oh my god cancel my pussy so we're talking about Bel Air, Ohio, September 30th, 1995. Okay. It's right before Halloween. I'm four. I was just barely born. Beautiful. I was I was a few months old. Aww. My mom just had her 20th birthday. You're cooing. Yeah, I was cooing and cawing. Oh, my God. Sucking my mom's teat, the whole shebang. Oh, my God. Corey was just I'm poking four. dicks. You were like, you were saying Legitimately penis. poking dicks. You were poking dicks. Corey's gay. Did they ever tell you about that? No. Story time. Okay. Story time. Drunk story time. Corey's gay. <laughs> Moral of this story. Corey gay. I'm a motherfucking faggot. You're fucking gay. 
<laughs> um, my dad told me oh. when I was like 10 or 11 that when I was little, like four, five, six, seven, I would just be, you know how you stand around and you just like wait for your parents to talk to other adults and you're like, God, kill me. You have told me this. Okay. I would okay. zone out at the men that my dad was talking to. And then walk up to their crotches and start poking their dicks. So long story short, if you don't believe that that like people are born gay, just like You're explain wrong. Corey. You're wrong. <laughs> explain Corey. Because he's fucking born explain gay. <laughs> he he was birthed just just poking I, dicks. I have always been interested in that fucking dick. Yeah, he's always wanted the dick. And will always be. So going back to Bel Air, Ohio. <laughs> everything was normal in this small town of Bel Air. Yes. Fall was starting. People were starting to put up their Halloween decorations. Mm. Everything was simple and beautiful. Yes. Ryan Brooks, who like was 16 today. at the time, he was playing video games at his best friend's Eric's house. Mm-hmm. That night, you know what? By they're playing video games around 1:30 in the morning, Ryan called his older brother Nathan to tell him that he was just going to sleep at Eric's. Nathan, who was 17, was like, yo, nah, mom and dad want you to come home. It's, like, pretty important. You need to come home. Ryan thought it was really weird, but he was like, okay, like, if mom and dad, like, really want me to fucking come home, it's although weird. it's already 1.30 in the morning, I guess I'll come home. So Ryan, he, like, told Eric, like, yo, you need to drive me home, but, like, let's just take our sweet time. We have to finish this video game, no homo, and then just drive me home. <laughs> So, you know, they took a while. We have to finish. Yeah, they have to finish something. (laughs) But this decision would end up saving Ryan's life. Thank God. Nathan Brooks, Ryan's older brother, he seemed like a normal, angsty teen. Therefore, he wasn't. I know he had trouble with certain certain social, social situations, but for the most part, he just seemed normal. You know, at home, Nathan had a pretty typical American family white straight parents, one sibling, you know, you know, the whole fucking drill. Yeah. His dad pushed him to excel in school and be social. But as far as anyone could tell, you know, he had a pretty okay relationship with his family members. Nothing was really out of the ordinary. Yeah, no red flags. Yeah, exactly. You know, Ryan, his younger brother, he noticed a few things and like urged the parents to take Nathan, Nathan to the doctor. You know, he noticed that Nathan was, pretty emotionless when he saw things like dead animals or hurt people disturbing movie scenes etc he also started noticing flashes to me laughing in like horror movies right yeah horror (laughs) would be circular he also noticed that nathan or sorry he also noticed dead cats just popping up around the neighborhood with like chunks taken out of them yeah i had to pause after that fact he also noticed random bones around the house in their front yard. But still, like Nathan and Ryan's parents just passed it off as a phase. So Ryan was like... Sometimes when you bring up these things, like what we just experienced, I'm like, oh my God, I'm a serial killer. But it's just like, oh, their reaction to media. And I like laugh. But then you're like, chunks out of cats. And I'm like, what the right? fuck? Bones around the house, chunks bones out of cats. Bones around the house, what the fuck? You ain't a serial killer. So Nathan... He was starting drinking, you know, he was doing drugs, the whole classic, like, senior year of high school thing. We all did it. We all all partied. But little did anyone know, except Ryan, that Nathan was starting to dabble in Satanism. So Bobby Joe, who was a classmate and one of Nathan's best friends, she said that she was shocked because because he had never mentioned anything about Satanism before. 
and, and he didn't try to recruit her. She also said that we would sit together in the library and talk about school and classmates and everything, but he never mentioned wanting to kill anybody. Now, Nathan got down and dirty with Satan. And he started believing that Satan <laughs> no. was testing him and wanted to make him his number two guy. Same. But before any of that could happen, you know, he needed to prove himself to Satan. You know, he drew pictures and wrote notes and rituals and poems about Satan. His walls were covered floor to ceilings and writings and drawings. Sounds and like pentagrams. someone's gay for Satan. Yeah, so he's fucking gay for Satan. And all over his room, on every single piece of paper and every single textbook, everywhere at the top of the page would be the words, Satan will show you peace. Ooh. So, yeah. Mr. Just, and Mrs. Mr. and Mr. Satan. Yeah, so just a phase, right? <laughs> Mr. and Mr. Gay Satan. Mr. and Mr. Faggoty Satan. Totally just a phase. <laughs> so this behavior continued until September 30th, 1995. Ooh. Nathan had a plan and a list the list how old is he he's 17 man to be like a straight white male and have like enough like i'm just so worried about hiding how gay i am (laughs) i know (laughs) like i don't have time to worship satan and kill people right we're this fucker (laughs) if only he was gay (laughs) right (laughs) like who has the time when you're 17 and gay to like Worship Satan and kill people. So, yeah, if only he was gay, none of this would have <laughs> Too happened. Worried. Too so worried. So, Nathan, the straight, not gay, he had a plan and a list. The list consisted of multiple people he needed to sacrifice in order to prove himself to Satan to become his number two in hell. The what first the fuck? three on his list Ryan and his parents, Marilyn and Terry. So, now let's go back to the night. This is September 30th, 1995. Ryan was chilling at Eric's house. He called Nathan. He's like, yo, I'm going to stay Eric's. Nathan was like, no, mom and dad need you to come home. Ryan was like, fine. Okay, now we're here. Set the scene. You got it? Yeah. Okay. So Nathan was just pacing around his bedroom, waiting for his brother to get home. Shit. And he just, he just couldn't wait anymore. He's pacing and pacing and pacing. And he just knew it was time. It was now or never. So at 2.45 in the morning, he ran outside for one final look for his brother. And then he was like, okay, fuck it. I just have to do this. It's time. It's time. And he walked over to the house and started slamming his fists on the front door. What the fuck? His mom woke up. She ran downstairs. She opened the front door and asked what the fuck was going on. He explained that he was looking for Ryan. She was like, okay, whatever, like, Ryan's going to be home soon. Like, why the fuck are you acting this way? Just go to bed. And she dragged him inside, slammed the door, and as she walked to bed, Nathan started following her. But on his way to her bedroom, he stopped in his bedroom and grabbed an axe, knife, and a gun. He then walked into his parents' bedroom as his mother was laying there asleep on her bed, and he picked up the, the knife and he proceeded to stab his mother to death then he grabbed the axe and he started to hack at his mother's corpse his father ran in so he grabbed the gun and he shot his dad three times in the head at point blank range never having kids he then went walked down to the garage grabbed a hacksaw walked back upstairs put the hacksaw to his father's neck and decapitated the head from his father's body 
He then grabbed the head and put it in a punch bowl right next to the front door, right in the living room. So anyone who would walk in would just see the close-eyed head of his father. Jesus. He then dragged his father's headless corpse into the bed, placed the corpse into the bed with the arms above the head. He then covered his mother with a blanket, and then he used their blood and drew pentagrams, satanic writings, and rituals all around the house and their bodies. Damn. After Nathan was done, he ran to a local cemetery and waited for his next mission from Satan. Meanwhile, Eric just dropped off Ryan at the house. Ryan walked in, didn't expect anything. He walked up to the door, unlocked the door, opened it, turned on the light, and immediately he saw his father's head in a punch bowl just staring at him. He immediately started getting hysterical. He ran into his parents' bedroom and saw the headless corpse of his father and his mother's body lying there. And he looked up Bye. and he saw the satanic drawings and the writings. And he recognized it immediately as his brother's handwriting. <sighs> he called the police and he told them about what happened. The police showed up and then they went into Nathan's room and they found the list of names. They called for backup. Everyone around the entire town was just searching for Nathan, and then finally they found him in the cemetery, waiting for Satan's orders. They found him, and they arrested him. The next morning, rumors were just everywhere. Oh, yeah. You know, people were saying that Nathan was part of a, of a satanic cult. People were saying that he didn't act alone. You know, when the town found out about the list of names, like, things only got crazier. Um, Bel Air Councilwoman Luann Bennett, she said in quotes, everyone was worried that these devil worshippers would do something to these kids. No one knew for sure. No one knew that the satanic stuff was taking place around here. It was scary. Everyone was hearing rumors that there was a list and no one knew who may have been on that list. Even though they had Nathan in custody, there could have been possibly others involved. We were all very frightened at what was possible. Rumors were so out of control um, and the people were so hysterical to the point that police were forced to cancel Halloween because the town was just terrified. Finally, Damn. the names of the list were announced. First names only. No surnames were included by Nathan, the satanic killer. In order, these names are in the following. Ryan, Mother, Father, Amber, Lisa, Justin, Jason, Ryan, Dave, Corey, <gasps> Jill, Mike, Ashley. Is it C O R Y or it's C O R E Y? Not me, bitch. Next, it's four-year-old Corey. Next to some of these names, You're like is, George, <laughs> George, Channa. We're like, <laughs> if it's a Channa, oh I would God. not do this if, segment. If Satan gets that right, go Satan. Go Satan. <laughs> Fuck hell, praise Satan. Praise Satan. He got Channa's name right. So next to <laughs> all of these names were words like either molest or skin, decapitate exercise what a bitch you know after two names of the females there was dismember eviscerate ryan's name had the words dismember decapitate next to his mother's name (laughs) ryan's was fuck no homo yeah (laughs) mother's name was eviscerate crucify jeez and father's name was decapitate Two names were crossed out, but no times were listed next to those deleted entries. It is apparent from the piece of paper that Brooks 
Nathan. He planned to carry out the killings both individually and in groups. Amber and Lisa, for example, they're listed together as were Jason, Ryan, and Dave. Ashley and one of the scratched out would-be victims are grouped as well. So like some of them are grouped, some of them are individuals. Damn. Nathan's case was brought to trial quickly just to prevent it from becoming too popular. They had a harder time getting a, a fair jury. Now a jury of six men and six women found Nathan guilty in just three hours. Good. He was charged with two counts of aggravated murder and of using a fire firearm in the commission of a felony. He will be eligible for parole in 2038 when he's 60 years old. Why? Now the town of Bel Air, you know, they're still recovering from the gruesome murders. Trigger treating is only allowed from 6 to 7.30 p.m. And police patrol the streets with guns in hand. Because the town is so scared of the satanic murders. Shit. So this all happened Halloween night. Yeah. Well, this they murdered them. He murdered them September 30th. And the rumors went so crazy that they canceled Halloween one month later. Because it was only 30 days later. And so now, 20 years later, you know, they are still suffering from the murders. Yeah. They're still scared. There's still rumors in the streets. There's still everything. So, like, when kids trick-or-treat, they're only allowed to trick-or-treat for an hour and a half. Police are out, strict curfews, the whole shebang. Yeah. It's effect it's just rattled this town to its core. For two decades. For two decades. Like yeah. he's been in jail for two decades and they're still this afraid of what happened because it was so horrific what happened to the small town. Damn. You know, it still haunts them and everyone will always remember and talk about how Nathan Brooks canceled Halloween. Fuck you, Nathan Brooks. So fuck you, Nathan Brooks. You're a bitch. And Corey, how's your sex life? It's good. I'm trying now. Okay, we're back in real time. (laughs) We are. What did I do? Where are we? What's today? Wednesday. A Wednesday. Okay, so we talked about last weekend. Okay, so for Queer Horror Nights, um, we watched um, It Follows, which is a beautiful movie. Ooh, fun. The soundtrack is unbelievable. I literally listened to the soundtrack like on my way to work. Um, fun. The guy I'm interested in, who I've mentioned a couple times before in yes, past episodes, Daddy. he is there. He loves horror. Conjuring is one of his favorite movies. So like, so he's a good guy. Husband material immediately. Yeah, um, immediately. <laughs> immediately. Um, he was there, and so I sort of like I sat next to him purposefully, and like Kyle and Tyler helped and aided that. Um, and so I, I like leaned on him a little bit. So for like half the, for like the first, for like the second quarter of the movie or no, 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 no. Cause it was yeah, for like, I would say for like half the movie, I was like basically touching him, leaning on him fine. and he was like totally fine with it. So that was Cute. good. Um, and since then he has texted me a couple of times we've texted, I'm going to hit on him a little harder for queer horror nights. And if not queer horror nights, he is. He has said that he wants to come to our VFW Halloween party. So I will meet him on Friday. So that night, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, like, I'm not gonna try and hit hard because we're at a party with people. But when I get drunk, I'll probably just start touching him and be like, "Hey." <laughs> but we'll see where that goes. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see Kyle what happens. and I are just gonna be sitting there. I know because we're the only no. ones. <laughs> and I like, yeah, I, every day I like try and bring up Matt just so we can talk about Matt like between Tyler and Kyle and I and I'm like I'm sorry <laughs> Cute. <laughs> that I like try and bring him up but like it, I just don't know how to like I can I easily ask people out on coffee dates on Grinder or Scruff 
because like it's just like okay cool if no then you just say no online and i don't give a fuck yeah and i hate talking online um but like in real life it's just something that i've never dealt with i never dealt with it in high school i haven't dealt with it forever so it's just a little difficult you just gotta say fuck it and do it yeah you just do have to say fuck it and do it but the only thing is like with him because i know him in real life i would like to be his friend mm. if he said no and I'm fine. I can I can easily be like I if he if I go to him this weekend and I'm like, hey, like let's make out or let like let's make out and then go back to your place and he's like no, I would probably have to be like lol, this is really awkward for me, but like let's still be friends, but like I need to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Like I'll see you tomorrow, but like please know that like I want to still be your friend and hang out. You yeah. Know, et cetera. Um, but that'll be hard to portray because I've never done it, you know. But it'll be yeah. fun. I'm excited. So, I'm excited for you. Yeah, we watched It Follows. Great movie. I basically leaned on him like half the night. Yeah. Um, he is like six years older than me. Um, but we'll see. And he came out of a three-year relationship six months mm. ago. Oh, yes. So I'm fine if we just hook up and then see where things go later mm. down the line. But whatever. We don't need to get into that. I guess it is my sex life, so we can get into this. Yeah, that's what the whole um, point is. That's the whole point. You can stop listening now if you want. That's why we do it at the end. Yeah. Um, And then what else happened? Oh, my God. Uh, I know what happened. What did we do this past weekend? Let's do the time Oh, my God, yes. So we got drunk as fuck. I yeah. didn't get drunk as fuck, though, this I time. I did. You, you and I, Tyler did, which yeah, was Tyler great. Yeah, Tyler and I took six to seven shots of vodka. Yeah, y'all were me last year. <laughs> yeah, Tyler and I were drunk. Drunk. I was, I was like tipsy for the first hour and then i was pretty sober i was drunk by the end it of was the so fun it was fun though it was really fun we were the loudest people there by far yeah like, we, we made up half of the audience yeah probably. half of the potential audience was there half of the audience was there and then we made up half of the energy we did definitely. and like cheering yeah just with us eight because you guys know us you listen to our podcast we're we ridiculous. were drunk and wild yeah. it was a good time we're drunk and wild and we're ridiculous it's awesome um, it was a great time. Yeah. They did end up doing a pre-show, which was really nice. They did. They did some fun slut shit. People, you know, choked on bananas. We took Savannah's virginity. Chance, yeah. And, and Abby's virginity it was amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was so fun. And then we did Nightmare on 13th, which was really fun. That was oh such a beautiful God. night. I like that night. So I talked about Nightmare on 13th during my Spooky Scoop three episodes ago when you I did. talked about the most, uh-huh. the greatest haunted houses in America. And yeah. And it is literally always in one of the top 10. It is. Yeah. And it was so good, the series, guys. Yeah. It was so fucking good. There's like this one part where you enter and it's like they really oh, fuck you up with the this red light. Room. And like, it's so disorienting and it's so scary. And you just have these like cloaked figures go. Yeah. <laughs> as they it's like pass you. scary. Ooh. We had so much fun. Yeah. It was a blast. It literally like from the time that you walk through the door into the first room until you walk out of the exit, it takes a straight 25 to 35 minutes. Yeah. Like it, you are like by the end, you're like, I'm a little exhausted with being spooked. And then you're like, oh, okay. It's ending. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's really cool. It's so good. They did such a good job. Yeah, love it. Nightmare Thirteenth. Um, that's pretty. It. I've been like, I've had sex with like three different people in the past like two weeks. It's great. I'm loving it. Nice. Um, although the last time last night, my butt is sore. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which we went over off podcast like four months ago. I've you know how like in movies which is like a little homophobic they like exaggerate people limping after having butt sex yeah you don't really limp but like 
you're I've never really experienced my butt being sore, but the guy that I had sex with last night, his dick was so thick <laughs> that I had like this is TMI, so you can fast forward thirty seconds if you don't want to hear gay TMI. But like well, I fuck was you if you don't. like I douched and I was clean. Yeah. And then he like his dick was so thick and he like fucked me for like ten to fifteen minutes so much that I like became unclean again really like he fucked me into like my so you're dirty digestive system acting up again that's crazy (laughs) and i was he was like oh you're dirty now and i was like fuck i was clean so we had to stop whatever but like the next like today like right now if i like uh, you know if i need to use my butt (laughs) (laughs) for you know going to the restroom purposes it it's sore. <laughs> so, okay, this is the funny part about it. It's like two or three months ago, I like asked Corey and I was like, hey, does your butthole ever get sore? Because my vagina gets wrecked sometimes. Yeah. And like he acted like I was the most homophobic asshole in the world. <laughs> but fuck you, Corey. I knew it. Well, it's just because in movies, it's very exaggerated. Like they're always limping. And I didn't, like, and I didn't like, mean the limp, limp, like whole wheelchair act and like white girl. Like my butt has been raw and like open, but it's never been been like legitimate sore like you feel like you got more than like an hour later yeah it's a crazy feeling it is now yeah i guess it's just never been with like a really thick guy he was like beer can he was beer can gur whoa yeah and it didn't look like that in the picture and literally when he like whipped his dick out and i tried to like suck on it i was like fuck i can't suck on this all the way and i was like oh my god Corey martin george dewey martin you are in for it (laughs) Good dick sucking, Corey. Good, good. It sex. was fun. Yeah, I had like 10, 10 to fifteen minutes, and then he was like, "Oh fuck, you're dirty," and I'm like, "God damn it." Uh man. Yeah, but I've been having some good sex. It's fun. There's a really cool guy named Jeff that I'm gonna go have a coffee date with tomorrow. Ooh yeah. We already had sex with, and he's like, he's fucking hot. You should invite him to the WBF thing. Ooh, if if the coffee date goes well, yes, I Do will. It. I'll be like, hey, by the way, in twenty five hours. Yeah. Hey, by the way. <laughs> in like or just do the bar crawl. That's he might true. be going to the bar crawl. Anyways. Yeah, that's true. He might. Yeah. Uh, speaking of bar crawls, if you guys are in Utah, join us on a bar crawl. Oh wait, this is in the it's, past. It's so oh, you've yeah, already joined us past. on Never a mind. bar crawl. Yeah. Damn, this is so confusing Damn. on Wednesdays. Damn. So okay, my sex life. Yeah. So Corey and I already went over all the weekend stuff. Yeah. Jordan and I have had a couple ball slappy sex sessions. Yeah. You know, same old, same old. You know. Just crazy, great sex. Just balls slapping taints. Simone is much healthier now. Big update on that. Oh, good. So that's a big relief for me. And other than that's that. That's probably the most important news that we just said in the past 10 minutes. It is. Simone is getting healthier. Yeah. And that's really all I really have to say. So anyways. Anyways. How's your <laughs> sex? Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Happy Halloween. Bye, bitch. Be safe. We're going to have a bonus episode for you guys in two to three days. Yeah, pretty much. Get ready. Bye. Bye, everybody.